What's up, FitFam? This is Giovanni of Geo's Logic, your host of Fitness Junkies. I hope this show meets you in good health and spirits, and if not, I hope it inspires you to do something about it. Well, this young lady that I'm about to talk to did get inspired by fitness, and her story is going to blow your mind. Um, she's not a bodybuilder, competitive bodybuilder, bikini bodybuilder, wellness bodybuilder. She's not a personal trainer, but she is a fitness junkie. And you're really going to hopefully be inspired by her and, and really understand how fake news is a real thing. Um, so without any further ado, how are you, Nikki? Very good. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Um, so I ask all my guests, how did you become a fitness junkie? And that's going to take us on a path that most people aren't going to expect. But how did it happen? Well, I went from literally dying to now killing it because I um, had a freak medical accident that's never happened to anybody in the history of medicine. I um, found myself getting sick one day. I was a cocktail waitress at a club, had some pain in my chest at 33 years old on my birthday, no less. Uh. <laughs> And um, it started getting worse and worse, and um, I ended up in ICU for five days in full-on septic shock, which has a very high um, death rate. Usually, usually people lose limbs and die, and I um, obviously didn't. I'm here today. Thank God. Yeah, it was it was a wild one. I. Um, well, I was, yeah, I was at work. I was just doing my thing, waiting on tables, starting my, my day. It was about 7 o'clock. And uh, like I said, I started getting pain in my chest, all left side. I was getting numb, which is really weird. And, uh, you know, that's like symptoms of a stroke. Right. All of a sudden, it got worse and worse. And then um, I kind of went black. I don't even really remember the whole entire thing. I had to get the story from basically everybody around me. So evidently, I kind of collapsed in pain. I was um, rushed to the emergency room. Not going to say the name of the hospital. Okay. <laughs> um, in the emergency room for a little bit, um, I had a hundred and four fever, and they decided to send me home. They said uh, <laughs> the nurse said, "Oh, you know, you have implants. You're having a um, a mastitis, a mastitis kind of you know inflammation of the whatever of your implant. Go home. You're fine." Gives me uh, a painkillers, Percocet. So I'm like, okay, you know, I take the painkillers, I go home. They sent you home with 104, 104 fever. Yes. Wow. So I get home, fever gets higher, goes up to 104 point something, 105. Um, my husband had said, uh, you know, this is really bad. He calls my doctor who was out of town. He was in Salt Lake City skiing and he was blown away. He's like, this isn't good. He flew back. He said, meet me at my office, you know, Four or five o'clock in the morning, met him. He sent me for emergency blood. My white blood cells were about 44,000. At that point, that's extreme. That's like emergency. Sepsis is considered um, a medical emergency, like a heart attack, because you have hours until you ultimately could die. Mm. So um, my doctor met us at the hospital, and um, the, the hospital, they really didn't even know what was going on. My doctor was screaming at them. And meanwhile, I'm in excruciating pain. I'm screaming and like, 
I had the weirdest symptoms. The symptoms of sepsis are so weird. You're like thirsty. I drank a coffee this big sitting there mm -hmm. and um, I had pain, blurry vision. I couldn't, um, I didn't know my name. I didn't know where I was. I was getting very, I was getting delirium. Wow. And um, I was shaking. I had a seizure, they said. And um, all I heard was, what I remember besides what was told to me was that um, I just said I couldn't breathe, and all I heard was sepsis, and I knew that was bad. Didn't know what it was at the time. Right. And um, they put me on um, morphine. Morphine didn't work. They had me on Dilaudid. So Dilaudid is what Michael Jackson was on yeah. regularly. And <laughs> yeah. mind you, I'm 4'11 at 100 pounds, so you could have hit me with a baseball bat, and I wouldn't have felt a damn thing. Wow. So they were just like, uh, all right, we got to get her for surgery, you know, uh, sign this, sign this. And they're like, do you want to take out the implant? I don't know what the hell I was signing. And I'm like, yeah, sure. So, uh, you know, I wake up in ICU and the pain was a little bit more controlled. I had no idea where the hell I was. And I looked down, I'm like, okay, I have one boob. I was really freaked out because I really didn't know what had happened at all. Right. I was really because you were loopy. <laughs> you know, you put you put all this medication in me, and then you're then you're like, how do you feel? I feel great. You know. So I woke up. Yeah, I had one boob. I'm asking doctors like, w what happened? So they basically, my surgeon, I had an infectious disease specialist. I had a whole team of doctors told me what happened. They said, well, uh, you know, you would have died. You know, I and then in the time that I was in ICU, they couldn't get my white blood cells down. So I stayed in this kind of semi-critical condition on morphine and Dilaudid for six days and the whole six days was just a blur. I couldn't eat, right. I, couldn't, um, I couldn't function and um, my chest looked like, I, it, you know, you're happy that you're alive obviously, but as a woman and you look down and I have a big black, you know, just bruise and I'm all taped up and I was just freaked out. I went into like instant depression. Before you finish, mm -hmm. um, George, do you have any of those hospital shots? Yeah, I don't even remember that picture. They said that when they were taking that picture, I said I was flying. That you can see at my my left side, mm -hmm. completely flat. I had to walk around like that for a while with the bandages. It was very painful. And right there, that was um, 12 days after my surgery. Um, I That's all water weight. I gained 16 pounds in a matter of six days in water because they have to flush out the infection. So I had these tubes and, you know, just mm -hmm. it was not a pretty thing to look at. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, I was very bloated and just it was so painful. Wow. So um, how soon after that were you in depression? And I can only imagine. Well, um, they call it ICU delirium and ICU depression because, you know, you're in this bed, you're in a strange place. And they don't, you know, it's not like it is on TV. You, what you hear in the background is just like, you hear people dying. It's horrible. Like I heard people coding and my hands are sweating talking about it. I get like this oh PTSD. Um, yeah, I, you know, beds are going back and forth. And in the midst of the five days, um, I had, I'm not very religious, but I'm Roman Catholic. I had a priest come in and that scared the shit out of me. I'm right. Like, I was like, what's going Isn't on? Isn't that the end like, stuff? No, that's what I thought. He's like, you know, can I pray for you? And I said, listen, I'll take anything I can get right now. Right, right. So, yeah, he gave me, you know, a rosary. And um, he was going from bed to bed. I had my own room. But he was, uh, I, since I was an infection risk, I had my uh -huh. own room. You know, there was plastic on the doors. And 
yeah, he was saying prayers for me, and I was just, you know, going through the motions, and but it was, it was something. So, you were telling me that you got strep throat, and then it moved <laughs> into your this breast is where tissue. It got, it got very confusing. So I was fine. I had absolutely no symptoms. Felt fantastic that morning. In the time when they were testing me and everything tested my blood, I came up very, very high for the strep throat infection, strep A or strep B, I can't remember offhand which one it was. I think it was strep A, and um, and usually, you know, you get strep throat, that's what happens. But my body decided, oh, hey, you know, it's not gonna go into your throat. I do have my tonsils, I don't know if that has anything to do with it, mm. but it decided to go right down into my breast implant pocket, and then it spread went right to my blood. And once an infection goes to your blood, and you can get this from, this is what I kind of argued with people, you can get it from anything. Like you can get it from a paper cut. And if you Google sepsis, people have gotten it from UTIs, childbirth, any kind of infection in your body, um, you can just, once it goes to your blood and then it just goes rogue, because mm. you can't control it. Once your blood's infected, think of everything that it affects, your brain, your your every limb. So people, when your body's going into shock like mine was, you go into this, your body goes into this panic mode, so it's trying to save your vital organs. So basically a lot of people lose their hands and their feet because it's pulling everything on the inside, all your blood. And then, you know, gangrene sometimes kicks in with people. It gets, it gets bad. So this doctor or nurse or whatever initially blamed it on your implants mm -hmm. but it wasn't the implant the implant might even save you listen to this ladies and gentlemen the implant may have saved her yeah people are very you know some people are against plastic surgery and i you know whatever makes you happy you know i'm always pro be happy but um yeah it it just affected the pocket instead of you know my heart my lungs and everything else of course i lost my whole entire breast i got a complete mastectomy on the one side I needed a total of 10 surgeries and four or five of them were in a very, in a two year time frame. I walked around um, four months, I had just one, one boob. Four months. <laughs> yeah, because I couldn't, they wouldn't clear me for surgery. So, and everybody said, um, you know, online, I got completely crucified. Like, why would you just take them out? Hey, look, if they load you up with painkillers and Dilaudid, I would have signed a release to, to do anything. I don't even remember what happened. Right. But my doctor at the time, after the fact, he had said, I wasn't gonna take both out because we wanna localize the infection. If I start cutting on this side, cutting on this side, the best, you know, I had one of the best doctors in the country um, alongside my surgeon. He said, you know, we have to just take the one side out and you know, it's not gonna be pretty, but you're not dead, so. Right, right. So, um, Fake boobies are one of my favorite topics, but but um, but in this sense, um, the I want to kind of get a feeling of a maybe when you got them originally and maybe why, and then um, I know people were give, giving you shit about your boobs, mm -hmm. and I I hate that you went through so much hate. And it would it would seem like just the opposite should have happened, because you got this freak ailment that almost killed you. It's people are really tough online. You know, there's a lot of trolls. You know, and 
it's I find it funny because some of these people there, you know, they send you their thoughts and prayers and positivity and all this body positive stuff that we're going through now in the world. But the same people were the first in line to just bash me like crazy. Wow. It was just even during my reconstructive surgery, I was getting tons of just backlash like, oh, they look crooked. Oh, you have a a crease there, they look lopsided. I go, yeah, well, you know, you have a, a ton of surgeries and let me know what you look like. Right, and you were saying, but I'm alive. But that's what I kept saying, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm alive. I go, look, guys, I was like, I didn't do this for you. I'm happy, I'm healthy, so right. it is what it is. Right, and you, um, you were initially, you got them years ago before yeah. this? Mm -hmm. Did you have any problems? Not really. I mean, my first, I got them first done when I was 22-ish. Um, I got them redone. I did have like um, capsules um, uh, and I had a capsulectomy. It's a really common thing that happens. Mm -hmm. And I'm very tiny. So, you know, a capsule just when it, um, scar tissue encapsulates the implant. It's a little painful, but it's very common. It's not really a problem. I've had that before, but um, no major problems until um, this. So basically this, yeah. I had an issue with silicone. I had silicone before, mm -hmm. and my body just doesn't like silicone, mm -hmm. silicone implants. It just didn't really. And you were saying you originally got them for you, and, um, and you kept them mm -hmm. for you, and I'm all for that. I'm glad you did. <laughs> Um, and like, are you still getting, I know probably there's both sides of it. Are you still getting positive, any positive stuff for I your choices? Lot, I get a lot of positive, but I also get the equal amounts of negatives too. Mm -hmm. Like my, my inbox on Instagram, I get every single day, I'll get, you know, a good handful of people saying something, but you know what? I used to argue and then after my whole entire life and fitness change, I just, they're not worth it. I'm not gonna spend, you know, hours of my day arguing with people that I'm never gonna meet. They're never gonna see me. It's just, smart. you know, they're probably sitting in their house miserable. It's their own demons that they're fighting. So I just mm -hmm. delete, delete, delete. I don't even give them the satisfaction. Good. Once in a while, if it's something funny and I'm in a funny kind of mood, <laughs> I'll give them a little crap back, right. but overall, right. yeah. Um, so, from the let's talk about this this kind of whirlwind of of craziness that happened and all the the viral um, effect that it happened and how people were completely lying about what happened. What was that? Oh, it was it was really bizarre. I um so during it's a very long recovery. If you're lucky enough to recover from sepsis, I, a good eighteen months, almost two years, I was just in the recovery mode. Um, and you know, it's a mental recovery and a physical recovery because you're going through a lot of body changes and, you know, I'm walking around like basically deformed trying to work and I couldn't work anymore. That, that was making me a little depressed because I'm a cocktail waitress and my left side is my, is my tray arm. So God. I would get, I try to go back to work a few times and I have, um, permanent sutures holding my whole entire chest, chest wall together. So it's a lot of, you know, I dealt with a lot of pain, but mm. I got, um, somebody got in contact with me from the UK. Um, it was supposed to be a medical magazine. And it was supposed to be this really legitimate, cool story where I can just let them know what happened. And because, you know, it was a medical freak accident. So I was interested. So I signed, you know, signed this paper. I did this whole long interview and um, didn't think about it for about a month. And then I had a friend back from back east tell me, you know, uh, hey, did you go on uh, Snapchat today? I don't have Snapchat. 
So I joined <laughs> and I took a look and I was the top news story on Snapchat and it said, uh, nipple ring fell out of a cocktail waitress and she had this bloody episode in her job and it was just this whole story that wasn't true. Wow. And then when I looked online, it went internationally viral. I mean, there's hundreds of sites in every different language you can imagine from here to Israel and the Middle East and every language just, and I had to translate them all and I was reading them and it was just, it was just, every story was more, it was like the game of telephone. Every story was worse than the last. Right, right. I had people hitting me up from everywhere saying like, how did this happen? You know, how did you, what, how, and it was nothing. So I had to do another story, a follow-up. Right. I did the follow-up and I tried to clarify it. And then it went viral again. And it was really no better than the first time. Oh my God. So I said, this is not working out really good. It just, and so then. Did any news outlet cover it finally, properly? Yeah, finally, my last surgery was, I think in 2018, 19, a few years ago, um, Fox News, you know, contacted me. I said, okay. But, you know, I said, I'm healthier now. My brain is, you know, working properly. I said, if I'm going to do one more story, I want to approve it. And if you, it's not written the way I want, I want a clause where you're going to be legally, I'm going to take legal action for slander or something. Right. Because I can't go through this mental anguish of getting, people think going viral is good, but it, it isn't, mm. you know, it's, mm. it's, it's not good. <laughs> So um, the girl was great. She just, um, my whole entire story, word for word, she oh, published cool. it the right way. And still got a lot of negative backlash. Of course. But, you know, it is what it is. But she, she did the right thing. And was that on Fox News on TV? Yeah, Fox oh, News cool. on TV and on, you know, all the news uh, outlets online. Oh, wow. That's cool. Um, at least you got your story out Finally. right. <laughs> wow. That's so crazy. Now... So that's a that's kind of proof that fake news exists, and mm -hmm. um, it also shows that um, how they twist stories and and how they just look for sensationalism, yeah, which sucks for the person that's has a real issue. Um, so how from there did you get into the gym? <laughs> I don't, you know, <laughs> it's funny. I don't even know. I um. I never really went to the gym before. I've tried, I joined, I didn't go. I was one of those like New Year's people, New Year knew me and I yeah. failed every single time. But this time around, I just, you know, I got my job. I work over at Caesars and um, honestly, I was working with women that the oldest woman that works is probably in her 70s, almost 80. She's been there about 50 years and she had some arms on her and I got motivated from her. And I said, all right, you know, she's carrying these big, heavy trays and I can't do that. And I want to. Right. So that was kind of that's what piques my interest. So um, joined the gym, started working out a little bit and um, and I liked it. And then I just kept going. But I still had something holding me back and I didn't know what it was because I couldn't get fit. I was, you know, getting better, but not where I wanted to be. I was always very winded and tired and just I just couldn't do it. And then, you know, the quarantine hit. And that was like a big downfall for me because I was just stuck home and I drank a lot. And that was really my problem, you know, because everybody was home. I'm sure, you mm -hmm. know, people can relate to that. You're home, you're drinking, you're eating. I gained a ton of weight. And then one day I just kind of got tired of being sick and tired. Right. And um, I walked into UFC and I was scared to death of that gym. And that's what kind of changed everything. Shout out UFC Fit Silverado. Yeah. Um, so 
UFC, you walk into the UFC fit and you were telling me the other night that you could barely lift curl five pounds. Yeah. Like how many times could you do it when you first? Maybe like four or five times. And I just, you know, I was really discouraged because I was one of those people that looks around and I'm watching guys work out and I just, I couldn't focus on me. Right. I kept, you know, trying to compete with other people in my head until I realized that I need to start from where I need to start at. And I started with, you know, five pound weights and then I just kept going up as I progressed. And, you know, my personal record is 27 and a half is the max I can curl now per arm. That's impressive. So let's go to UFC Fit Silverado and see a little bit about those buys that she's yeah. got going. Hey, Nikki. Hi. So we're at the hack squat machine. Yes, we are. And tell me about it. Um, well, honestly, I have a love-hate with this machine. <laughs> and, um, it hates me. It loves me. <laughs> but it's really good for you. It's a okay. great leg workout. It helps me actually with work because I'm a cocktail waitress and I'm always squatting. Ah. So um, it's building my squat strength because I can't do a regular squat. Why? I probably can, okay. but I tell myself I can. Okay. So by the end of this summer, I'm going to be doing regular spots. Well, let's get into it. Let's do it. I'm a light, but it works. I never had legs before. And you have them now. <laughs> so we're about to get into some arms. This is your this is this is your joint, huh? This is my favorite. Okay. For all the girls, it's true. Awesome. I love it. I don't know how I started. I started with five pound weights, and five pounds was heavy for me. And I never thought that I would hit double digits. I went to ten. I went to twelve. And now you get the twenties. Well, twenties are for now because I'm a little sore. But my max, my PR is twenty-seven and a half. I can only do one. Wow. Um, I could try to do twenty-five just for fun. No, no, do this way. like the vein popping. So I take it you like a muscular look. Yes. You probably didn't before. I actually was always obsessed with the look. I just didn't think that I could ever be there. Ah. All my friends, I had I have pro card holder friends and professional models and they were always the fit one out of the two. Uh -huh. You know, they were like, oh yeah, you guys both pretty, but you know, that one's fit. I was and I was just determined. So now we're gonna go do some pull-ups. Do it, my favorite. Awesome. Wow, um, you got some biceps there, girl. <laughs> my favorite, my favorite. I love. Um, so uh, we we only did a little bit of, of legs in that clip, um, but you that particular machine you have a love hate relationship. More hate. <laughs> More hate. Right. <laughs> And um, so, but you do legs because you're, you know that you need to work the whole body, mm -hmm. which is good. Um, so when you learned, well, you started the gym, you started to learn the different exercises. 
Did you get a trainer? Did you just, how did you? um, YouTube. I just, um, you know, I was kind of, I wanted to get a trainer, but again, like I said, I was really intimidated. I just, you know, it's real. Like a lot of people don't go to the gym because they're scared and I was. Mm. And even though I still, I looked like I was getting fit, I still was just scared to. I didn't know, I didn't want to do things wrong. And I, I just didn't know what to do. So I just started watching YouTube and I was the girl just like reading the instructions on the machines and I didn't care how it looked at that point and I just kept practicing and I was watching other people like when I saw a girl that had the body that I wanted I would kind of you know not creepily stare but kind of learned from them but yeah YouTube taught me a lot. Interesting interesting now before back in the day even not even that far back in the day you said during COVID you were drinking a, a lot um how did like what you put into your body change and or has it from then to now i think i mean everybody has their own opinion on this i don't think you can be a very you can you can't drink and and be a fitness person Mm. i I mean socially maybe once in a while but for me that's what was holding me back i wanted a six-pack for as long as i can remember and i could never get one even when i was eating healthy it just never would would be there Mm -hmm. and one day i just said you know because all my friends were telling me the fittest friends i have said stop drinking and i didn't want to you know i'm like (laughs) oh i only drink i'll cut down i'll drink vodka soda this and that no it's just the way alcohol metabolizes in your body it just it was holding me back a lot and uh it's going to be 10 months and haven't touched alcohol and within 90 days even less of me stopping drinking um my abs popped and i mm. said you know what damn it they're right <laughs> wow i hated to admit it i got so many i told you so <laughs> <laughs> and so you you stopped drinking and then what type of diet do you do well, I, did, I didn't really, I tried all these fad diets. I tried keto and all this stuff. I don't think fad diets are very sustainable. They might like help you start losing weight when you want, but you know, I tried, tried keto, my cholesterol shot up. I tried all these different low carb things. Um, I actually just went to my doctor and I said, I can't lose weight, I'm struggling. I have this like bloatedness all the time. So my doctor, to my surprise, she's like, want to do an allergy test? I said, okay. And I found out I'm allergic to uh, tons of things like wheat and i'm not one of the celiac diagnosed people but i'm actually allergic to wheat and i'm italian oh so uh that hurt (laughs) and then uh i'm allergic to dairy i'm like okay great i said so lasagna's out (laughs) so wheat dairy i had to cut out all these different um random things in my diet basically everything i was eating was i was having an um an inflammatory response to Mm. all in my gut and stomach so I cut out everything, just cold turkey, and I changed to like, I eat um, a meat and potatoes type of person. I eat a lot of just turkey, beef, all kinds of meat, potatoes, rice, very clean. Love and, it. You know, Love it. That's it. <laughs> um, and it's working. Now, what do you want to tell other women um, that have that same experience they go in the gym they're afraid they don't know how to do it they're weak what what do you want to tell them they need to know that everybody is uncomfortable at the gym it doesn't matter how buff or tough they look everybody has the same mindset we're all battling something and we're all awkward we don't you know half of us don't want to be there and nobody's looking at you 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 think they're looking at you but they're not so (laughs) you just have to go 
Well, they might be looking at you. I'm sorry about that. Anyway, (laughs) go on. (laughs) But yeah, they just have to try and find things that you find, do things that you like. You know, everybody thinks they have to do squats. I hate squats. I don't do them because I don't like them. I found alternatives. I like the leg press. I do different things. If you go in and do all these things that you hate because you think you have to do them, you're not going to go. Right. So I found that, like, I found my favorite cardio machine. I like stairs at the time when I started. So I did that instead of the bike or walking, worked out outside. But I just kept going until they say, like, it's about two weeks to build a habit. And that's mm. that's what happened. I gave myself a good habit. And you just found a new jam at USC Fit Silverado. You took a boxing class or yeah I took so another thing like women a lot of women I know too they're scared of classes and I was one of them I don't know why it was this irrational fear that I had thought I was gonna fall or hurt myself I mean I kind of hurt myself but <laughs> I I beat the crap out of this bag I took kickboxing conditioning with mm-hmm. with their coach Mo and he was great he's like I told him it was my first time said it might trip over myself he said it's okay you know right and they, they were great so I signed up I'm gonna go a few times a week now Awesome, awesome. Great cardio. Yeah, yeah. Um, but women don't only do cardio. Um, you need yeah, to don't. lift as well. Um, you burn more with, yeah. with lifting weights. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's take a look at something that also blew me away over at UFC Fit Salvarado, the, uh, the stuff she did on the pull-up bar. I'm so impressed that I saw you on Instagram doing pull-ups, and I just, I just got to see them. Yeah, it's my favorite, favorite. That was my ultimate fitness goal when I joined the gym, was to be able to do one pull-up. And I learned, I learned on the assistant machine. I just kept doing them and doing them, and just one day, I realized that I wasn't assisting. It was just my weight. <laughs> supporting me was the knee thing. I'm like, you know what? And I kicked the thing off and I did a pull-up and I almost cried. <laughs> I Awesome. Give me some. <laughs> I did. What's he doing? The negative. The negatives are really hard. Yeah. Impressive. So we're gonna do abs here. Yes. Abs the same spot. Here, same spot. But your arms are blowed out. They are, but we keep going. Okay. I do uh, hanging knee raises. Uh huh. I just started doing these actually because I was using the ab machine and uh-huh. I got up to 245 and I was like. It was good, but I felt like I could do more because when the once that gets easy at 105 for me, and I'm 99, 98 pounds, uh-huh. this is hard. So that's why I started doing this. I love it. My arms shake, and I feel the burn. It's good for your lower abs uh-huh. to get that V that everybody always sets you do usually? I try to do five, six sets per exercise. Okay. So I'm at the gym usually an hour and a half. Okay. But some days when I'm really going for it and I'm well rested, 
I go to failure to everything. I'll start at 25s and then 22s, 17 until I just wow. completely, I'm, I'm just on fire. Wow. And then I leave and I feel like the Incredible Hulk could have everything out. <laughs> she Hulk. She Hulk, yes. Wow. Um, I was talking to George, our, the guy that was uh, video shooting that, and I was like, I can't do pull-ups that cleanly. You're just so smooth and slow, and like, <laughs> those are you. awesome. I love them. They're my favorite. <laughs> and then you had another goal um, towards the end of the summer, you want to start squatting. Yes. Or do you have a squat? number that you want to hit i don't have a number i try not to give myself numbers i want to be able to cleanly do squats even with no weight just the bar just so that i'm comfortable which is 45 pounds yeah and that's a good start that's and half then your weight once i can do that <laughs> then i'll work on weight right excellent excellent yeah squats are really good um i have a whole um geo gets his move back thing that i'm doing because i had three <laughs> knee surgeries oh wow and uh and so I'm trying to get back to doing heavy squats, and it's it's really hard when you have knee surgeries. Yeah. Um, so, what do you think is the um, kind of the backlash that you're getting the most out of um, just the way you look, and now the change that you've done, and what are the the what are the negative comments that you're getting and what are the positive comments that you're getting um i get a lot of i love the positive comments uh, it, and a lot of the positive comments are from you know complete strangers strangers are your biggest supporters it's great right unfortunately uh during my whole fitness change i did lose a lot of friends because i i can't even say why i just you know when you make changes you know people either are they're on board or or they're not and a mm. lot of them weren't so it really gave me a good perspective on who my real friends were because I got to see who was there when I told them that, you know, I'm not going to drink anymore. And it was quick to see who didn't invite me out anywhere because, oh, Nikki doesn't drink. She's boring. Okay, I'm right. boring. But, you know, I have my abs now, so leave me alone. Right. But, um, yeah, uh, online, I, I just, like I said, I just ignore the negative people. It's always a strange. Strangers are either good or bad. But the people that give me a lot of the hate, it's always like anonymous pages or people that where you can tell if I scroll through their page, they're just very negative. They just do that mm. to everybody. Mm. Yeah. And how does the new you affect you as far as confidence? And, oh. and, and <laughs> I like that question. Yeah. Um, my whole life changed. I feel so much better, like the mental clarity and... I used to have like very bad anxiety. A lot of people do. I still do a little bit, but I just I have a different outlook on life. I'm just I just take things day by day. I feel good and like the way my body feels. I just feel healthy. Mm. I don't have like the weird pains. I always had stomach aches. Everything always hurt. And I feel like a combination of the not drinking and the fitness. You know, I'd rather have sore knuckles and sore biceps than a hangover. Right. And it was so important that you did those allergy tests to really find out how yeah. What you put in your body is affecting your, it affects not only your, your um, health, but it affects your mood. Mm -hmm. So that food that you're eating could have, you know, made everything worse. The anxiety, the, you know, bad moods, all that stuff. So, yeah, people, you really need to um, 
to get some tests. You, I, you said you did blood work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, get your allergy tests because the food that you might you're, you're eating might be causing your depression, your anxiety. Um, it's so uh, food is so powerful. And, and people don't even realize it. Yeah, even if you think you're eating healthy, I mean, if you're drinking almond milk and you're doing all this stuff, what if, you know... You're allergic to almond you're milk. Then you're giving yourself, you know, <laughs> right. a mess. Right, you're allergic to almond milk and <laughs> and wheat and you're eating whole wheat bread and almond milk. And yeah, it's just... Uh, I just can't stress it enough. I'm so glad you did that. And it's paying off, which is awesome. Um, so... You talked about um, your career, what you're doing as far as um, uh, cocktail waitressing. Mm -hmm. Um, You've talked about offline, you talked about maybe becoming a personal trainer. What's going on in your mind? What are you thinking about doing now that Um, you're... I never, if you asked me five years ago where I would be, I would not say here. (laughs) Um, My cocktail waitress job is great. I love it. I work in the summer at the pool, Um, but I do love fitness. So I I started the process. I did buy the the monstrous book and, and I love it. I think that's a road that I might explore, you know, in the near future because, you know, I love my gym. And wow, if I can work at, you know, maybe UFC one day and be a trainer, I would love that. I'd actually even want, people ask me this too, I would want to train um, the senior citizens and do like the silver sneakers because I love older people that want to stay in shape because they, you know, they listen and they, they want to stay as, you know, as young as they possibly can. You were talking about a guy that you do train mm-hmm. with. How old was he again? Oh, he's 84. Wow. Talk talk about that. How did that Joe, happen? Yeah, he's great. Um, I actually met him at another gym, and um, he came over to me because he liked my nails, and we were talking. He's uh, He used to be a dealer. And then one day I looked up, and he was at UFC. So I went over to him. I go, what are you doing here? He says, I joined. He said, I like this gym. And he's there every single day. And when I'm not, I'll get a text, you know, why aren't you at the gym? And, you know, if that doesn't motivate you, if an 84-year-old man texting you, where are you, doesn't motivate you to go to the gym, I don't know what would. Wow. (laughs) Wow, that's so cool. Um, Do we have some of the after pictures? So that's at the pool. Yeah, that's, um, I work, it's in front of Neptune Pool, but it's Caesar's Pool. I work in Venus. It's on the other side of that. And then what else we got up there? Another pick at the same yeah, pool. These are a few pictures that we took on Fourth of July. We escaped. Cool. Um, and that was this last Fourth yeah. of July. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you, you had abs there. Yes. <laughs> In the summer, they show a lot. Partially dehydration. Right. <laughs> induced. Um, that's awesome. Uh, you know, coming from where you came from in that hospital to this and pushing through all that it just you know you said it earlier it's like if if the 84 year old guy is at the gym every day or you're at the gym and you change your whole life and health by going to the gym it really makes it hard it should make it hard for people to make excuses 
on why they don't want to go to the gym because they're tired or, you know. People make excuses, but I mean, you're only, you know, it's you're only screwing yourself, really. You know, I did it for yeah. years and I get it. I get all the, 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 the reasons why you tell yourself not to go. But I went, you know, five o'clock in the morning, I'll be at the gym all summer. I go before work because I know after work, I'm not going to go. Right, <laughs> right. You've got to set yourself up for success. Mm-hmm. Um, so anything else going on for you with your career, life, personal training? Are you ever thinking about doing a competition? You know, I'm, I'm teetering on the idea. A lot of my friends um, and a lot of people at the gym tell me I should. Um, I might. I mean, I'm, I'm with um, Team Cutler. I, um, I'm one of their ambassadors for their products. I'm already taking oh, that. Yeah. Oh, cool. I was looking at the Cutler Classic. I, I might. Yeah. Definitely thinking about it. So you're a Cutler ambassador, mm-hmm. and you haven't even done a show yet. No. Wow, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I am. Um, uh, I had Angie, uh, his fiance, his fiance, on the show, and uh, she gave me some product. I really like their stuff. It's really good. I take it every day yeah. when I go to the gym. It helps. I yeah. need. I need a little oomph, you know. <laughs> you do the pre-workout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, I like their protein powders mm-hmm. as well they're really i like good. that they have a vegan protein powder because i can't use whey or dairies so. right oh my <laughs> yeah, god yeah i had to substitute literally everything that i was taking so wow cutler nutrition shout out that's a good <laughs> stuff it is i like it um well this has been great i think it will inspire people to stop making excuses i hope it brings a lot of love to you and not hate because that's what I'm all about. Yes. Um, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. And uh, actually for your your openness. That's, you know, because <laughs> it's some people might get jaded by all that and don't want to, you know, oh, yeah. keep telling the story that gets all the negative feedback. But you stepped up and did it. That was thank great. You. That was great. Well, people, um, like I always say, like share um and until next time fit fam i'm out I can feel the-